Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. When you have health insurance, it's easy to forget about your out-of-pocket costs. That can be a lot of money. But are your bills accurate? Well, it's estimated that over 50% of medical bills contain errors. HealthLock can help you. HealthLock technology securely connects with your insurance and flags any overbilling, wrong codes, and fraud. You can even have HealthLock work on your behalf to get money back from select past bills. To date, HealthLock has helped its members save over $130 million. So to save, visit HealthLock.com today. That's HealthLock.com today. Welcome into the New Orleans Pelicans podcast, a podcast dedicated to everything you need to know about the squad. The New Orleans Pelicans podcast starts right now. Welcome to the Pelicans podcast. I am Joe Cardosi, joined by the sinewy Jim Eichenhofer. The man has been running laps around the parking lot, pumped as a man can be for the Pelicans to begin uh, man, I, I love the outfit. I love the grind that you're putting in. And uh, you've got some audio for us today. You have been just working nose to the grindstone. <laughs> well, I don't think it's really that difficult, or I don't think I need that big of a pat on the back. You're to like a coal mine. Do the basically. thing of, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's going too far in the other direction. Yes. But, uh, but yeah, no, um, yeah, we have a clip from um, Sports Illustrated's podcast, The Crossover. Um, you know, one of the themes of preseason, I think that we've discussed a few times, is just the ceiling that this team has, the potential that they have. Yeah, we saw it halfway through last season. Unfortunately, it wasn't able to be carried through the rest of the year because of injuries. But um, in this clip, uh, Chris Mannix, who's one of the hosts of the show, talks about just his thoughts on the Pelicans of the upside that they have. And then at the end of this clip, you'll hear Chris Herring as well, who's the other host of SI the crossover. On paper, if they're healthy, and they've had, as you said, some injury issues early on, they've got everything. They've got defenders. They've got two elite scorers. Uh, they can play big. They can play a little bit small. I don't know who the hell guards Zion when he plays five in some of these situations. He is going to be uh, a force in, in those situations. So I think the ceiling for this team is conference finals with, with the Pelicans. I think they can make the conference finals with this group because cj mccollum experienced playmaker uh they got shooters i think this could be a conference finals team they need everything to break right as most teams in the western conference do but they they showed me enough last year with these guys playing together to make me believe that that was sustainable over a regular season and when you get to the playoffs where as you know the game slows down it does become more isolation heavy you need guys that can make plays on their own. They got two of them. They got two of them. And three maybe with McCollum who can make some McCollum, plays on his own yeah. too. So 
they they got enough. They got enough. They can get to a conference finals. Can they beat like a Denver in the conference finals? Could they beat, you know, let's say things break right for the Suns. I, I don't know. But this year, that's a team that can make the conference finals. I believe it. I believe yeah. it. So. I, I, I think they're they're capable. And I, I really wish that they had been in the playoffs full stop. I really wish, obviously, Zion had never been hurt. Um, because they had shown, I mean, even that series they had against the Suns, where they really gave the Suns a lot to handle until Chris Paul made, like, 15 straight shots or whatever it was. Um, they're a really good team, and they have a lot more top-end talent than some of the best teams in the West, I think, which is unusual, which is why I think they need their depth and everybody healthy to kind of be able to show that off. Otherwise, they come up short in one way or the other, but they're they're certainly capable. I would love to see them at full strength just to see them have a chance to, to really show what they can do. Jim, do you, do you remember uh, that, that video game Street Fighter 2? You know those levels where E-Honda would just go and just destroy a car, those bonus levels? That's what I want to do right now. Uh, listening to that, as excited as I am, I don't want to ruin your Lamborghini. Uh, I'll make sure it's someone else's. But man, I'm pumped up, and and I agree. There's just so much unrealized, uh, untapped potential on this team because you see glimpses of it, and then something happens. And finally, you see this team at at full strength. You see a healthy, uh, leaner Zion. You see. Uh, everything uh, except for the Trey Murphy news, I feel like, has just been a great offseason. Uh, and you just you just want to see how much hay this Pelicans team can make when fully healthy. I'm, I'm so sick of the what-ifs. Yeah. No, I mean, that, this is also something that I wrote about Monday afternoon. This will be posted, I'm sure. It'll be on the site by the time people listen to this. Um, just the fact that this roster is is very unique in that you have a bunch of young guys that are talented and are going to continue to get better, but you also have a team that can compete right now, as evidenced by the fact that they started out so well last year and were mm-hmm. at the top of the Western Conference. So it's a really interesting combination. If they can get you know a much healthier slate than what they had last year, I feel like everyone is excited to uh, watch them play. And it's not, it's not just us. I mean, there's plenty of people across the – country that are saying you know man this pelicans team yeah. was so much fun through the end of december last year and we'd love to see them do that again but just over the course of all 82 games isn't it fun to, to go from that switch of hearing people go oh the, Pel- the new orleans has a basketball team to man they're gonna make some noise that happened like that and it, it feels like you just have that ace in the hole with zion and it's almost like you just had you had a Lamborghini. Uh, you're used to this. Yeah, a Lamborghini just in the garage, covered up. You know, it's not getting any miles on it. You're just keeping it fresh. And now we're about to release that thing on the open road and open it up. Jim, I know you've got uh, plenty of experience with that. Now we get to see it with Zion. I'm excited. If only I could live the life that you've envisioned for me. The James Bond-esque life of Jim Eichenhofer. Yes. He's very humble. If only I could do that. So, I mean, I guess we could apply that to the Pelicans, too. If only we can get... Everybody out there on the court for the vast majority of the season, we will be living our best life. And yeah, we'll, we'll be we'll living, living La Vida Loca, man. Yeah, exactly. Come on. We'll, we'll have a, a fun time, and it'll be a fantastic season. Absolutely. And speaking of living La Vida Loca, we couldn't be more excited. I've got my hands on my hips. I'm ready to dance. Mr. Will Guillory of The Athletic. Uh, you can follow him at will guillory uh on x which makes it seem dirty uh but it's formerly known as twitter let's get him in the studio here let's make the man comfy get some news from mr will guillory of the athletic there's no distance too far for the perfect trip hi checking in for or the perfect table hey where are you 
And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card. Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Joining us in the illustrious Pelicans podcast studio, so glad to have him in here. The Athletics, Mr. Will Guillory. You know him covering the Pelicans. You watch out for all of his articles uh, man, we got a lot to talk about. Thanks for coming in here, man. No, I appreciate y'all for having me on, man. It's always fun to uh, get our annual tradition of getting me on here to do the preview. Yeah, absolutely. And just being close to Jim, I know it's a big honor for everybody involved, <laughs> myself included. Well, we'll get to this honor very frequently. We, we definitely won't have you on just once a year. I, I think you, you mean in terms of actually being here physically in the studio. I'm right, sure we'll have exactly. you on a lot more than that. So we we love to hear your insights on players. I mean... Um, I saw you on local TV last night with the esteemed Fletcher Mackle, and he actually also made reference to your jump shot ability, <laughs> your shooting touch. And and actually, I want to see Fletcher shoot. I want to see his outside. How does Fletcher shoot? Have you ever uh, seen him? I mean, we played in the media game, and, I, I, and I'll just say that one of his shots went over the backboard. Okay, so, yeah. that's about so what I expect. I'll say you you probably don't want to see his jump <laughs> shot. What's wrong with this ball, you know? <laughs> Uh, He's more of a screen. Maybe you want him more setting screens and doing stuff off the ball. Hustle guy, diving for some loose balls. There we go. That's Fletcher's game. (laughs) Yeah, I was about to say the Mackles may confuse you with some of the trick plays they run together. (laughs) Uh, But, you know, don't fall for it. Yeah, I think um, one of the the things I wanted to talk to you about, Will, was um, in, in terms of, you know, you 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 play quite a bit. I, I wanted to get into some of the younger players on this team. I know one of the things that Fletcher talked to you about, asked you about on the show last night was um, breakout players. And you you referenced you know Dyson Daniels as a player to keep your eye on. What do you think from what you've seen in preseason and camp and stuff like that? Are the areas where you think he can make the biggest jump? The biggest thing is just watching Dyson last year. It just felt like everything just came so early for him. And it felt like he kind of got thrown into the fire, you know, way too soon. And part of that was just injuries, Mm -hmm. them just needing him. And I think you especially saw, like, last year closer to that playing game, it just seemed like everything was moving way too fast for him. He wasn't very confident in his offensive game. And I think just having a full summer where he was able to add some strength, spend some time playing with Team Australia in the the World Cup – Really was, you know, adding some things to his jump shot. He talked to us about, you know, making some tweaks to his form, spending time with uh, Fred Vincent. So I think he's just coming in just a more confident player, a stronger player. I think he's he knows what he wants to do when he has the ball in his hands. Yeah. And we know ultimately the main thing he's going to bring is he's a great defender, versatile. When you can play him and Herb Jones together, you could be very disruptive defensively it's with two those cerebral two guys. players on the court at the yeah, same time. Really too. smart guys, can pass the ball, unselfish. And of course, both of those guys' story is going to be 
how many jump shots are you going to make? Because teams are going to leave them open. Yeah. But I think with, with Dyson, maybe even a little bit more than Herb, he's able to do things to kind of take advantage of when you leave him open, driving into the paint, making those extra passes. I, I'm really high on Dyson and what he can do in year two. And I think with, with some of the things the Pelicans are emphasizing this year with playing smaller lineups, playing faster, yeah. kind of going smaller with Zion at the five, having a guy like Dyson out there is going to be really valuable, having those switchable defenders on the wing. He had a game, I think it was in Miami, where he, he did maybe say three or four things and they were all mm-hmm. negative. He ended up only being in the on the court for like five minutes and that kind of thing. It, it seems like, like you said, his confidence has in, increased so much. Um, what do you think in terms of the strength that he's put on the muscle – what do you think that that's going to translate to, or how do you think that's going to help him the most on the court this season? Well, one, just being able to defend bigger players. I think that's big, just being having, being it, like able to switch one through four. We we say that, but then you go up against like a Jimmy Butler, and like, okay, Dyson maybe a little too small. Yeah, Dyson you know I mean? was like already kind of a bigger guard, but in height only. Now yes. to see him filled mm-hmm. out and be able to take some of those blows and stuff, it's, it's going to be interesting to see this. Year. Absolutely. And the other part is what we saw last year a lot with Dyson, where he would kind of drive into the lane and just stop because he didn't want to bump anybody and get into the rack. Yeah. He, he was kind of similar to, to what me and Jim saw a lot with Lonzo Ball here in New Orleans where he would take those one and two dribbles and he'd be like, okay, I'm way too far in the paint. Mm-hmm. I got to get off of the ball. Yep. And I want to see more with Dyson this year, bumping in the guys, going directly to the rim, trying to finish through contact. I think when you you know you have more muscle, you feel more confident making those type of plays uh, because, I mean, he's got the size. The guy can get into the paint and get shots at the rim. It's about just having that confidence and knowing that you can get in there and kind of bump off of somebody and can still get I mean, your you shot off. You can wear a team out. When you have that physicality between Dyson with a Zion, with, mm-hmm. with all of these young, fast players, it just seems like you can run teams up and down the floor and just sort of wear them out in the paint. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they they um, w- Zion is so great at getting to the foul line, too. I wonder if that's something that yeah. Dyson will be able to do more of. I mean, he's got to be more consistent with his free throw shooting, too. Um, you mentioned Herb. Um, what, what have you seen in preseason that you think he can – build upon and that he can make another stride in year three. One thing I noticed, it seems like his finishing around the basket is – improve. Yeah, I was going to say, he just seems more aggressive. It seems yeah. like just getting shots. Uh, you, we see a couple times we'll hear catch a rebound and just go the length of the court and lay it up. Uh, that's something that we haven't seen as much with Herb. And you know, everybody knows Herb spends a million hours in the gym, so we know he's yeah. working on that corner three. I think that's something we've seen him hit a little bit more in the preseason. Just letting it fly. I think with Herb, a lot of times you'll see him catch that shot and he's hes- hesitating, or he kind of travels because he doesn't want to take the like shot. It's almost like he stayed in his lane to a detriment. He was yes. a defender and he didn't want to be in the way on offense, but you're starting to see that pay off, that work he's Yeah, exactly. Just, just being more confident, the same thing we're saying with Dyson in his offensive game and what his identity is going to be. And he said it a million times. He knows when he's on the court with that starting five, teams are going to leave him open. They're going to dare him right. to take shots. So he's got to take them. Even if you're not making them at a 40% clip, you got to show that you're willing to take that shot and you yeah. can punish defenses when they leave you open because even though it doesn't feel like a good shot, that's probably the best shot you're going to get yes. a lot of possessions if you're left wide open in that corner. So you got to take it. And also, uh, what we're talking about already with James Borrego, playing faster, getting those transition opportunities. We know Herb is a great player in transition. So just being more aggressive, looking for those opportunities is going to be big for him. One guy we definitely have never had any concern about whether he's going to you know, get shots up is Jordan Hawkins, who's the 14th oh, yeah. pick in the draft. What are your impressions of him so far in preseason, as well as your assessment of his ability to um, contribute as a rookie right away? 
Listen, Jim, you know I love me a shooter that shoots the ball. So I, <laughs> I've enjoyed the Jordan Hawkins experience in preseason. Now, he hasn't knocked them down at the rate we expected, but I just love mm-hmm. to see the confidence in the, in the young guy coming in. Uh, I think he's still got some ways to go. Got Like we talked about with Dyson, adding some muscle, being able to withstand defensively against some of these bigger guards. Uh, but we, we mentioned it with this team, they want to get more three-pointers up. They want to play faster, and that's going to play directly in the Jordan's hands, especially when you're missing Trey Murphy for the first month or so of the season you got to find ways to replace those three-pointers and every time we talk to Willie Green he's always emphasized it's not just one guy that's going to replace that trade production it's everybody's got to chip in everybody's got to add their to their volume of three-pointers and I think Jordan Hawkins is going to be one of those guys who can get up more shots and, and he's talked about it when he was in college People were inside his jersey every time he got yeah. the ball. Everybody knew who he was. He was a focal point of that UConn offense. And here, when you're playing with Zion and B.I., he's just stepping into wide open threes right. all the time, which is a brand new world for him. Between the amount of spacing he's going to get in the NBA and also just his ability to shoot on the move, it just seems like he'll be able to take different shots than maybe a spot-up three and some of those easier threes that you would expect him to open up the floor with. Just having that ability to stretch the floor in different ways seems like it's going to be invaluable to this team. Yeah, and the Pels really haven't had a movement shooter like that, what, since J.J. Redick, right? Mm-hmm. And I think that, that adds a different dynamic to your offense, especially when you have a guy like Zion where you take one wrong step and he's dunking on you. Right. So I think you want to take advantage of that movement in Jordan Hawkins, and I think that's something that they've emphasized as well as well this year with the offense is that off-ball movement, using taking advantage of defenses, because it seemed like the past few years so often it will be all eyes on B.I., all eyes on yep. Zion whenever they had the ball, and I think they want to take advantage of that by moving guys away from the to get some easy opportunities, and Jordan Hawkins fits right into that. Continuing with the young core, I mean, we could be here forever talking about some of the young talent on this team, but um, a couple guys that we haven't seen at all during preseason due to injuries. Um, Trey Murphy, um, I, I think a lot of people are expecting him to make another improvement, but what do you think is his ultimate ceiling as far as what he could be as an NBA player? I think he could be an all-star level guy for sure. Uh, I think he could be right around that neighborhood of guy. I mean, already we saw him in his second season be a guy who shot 60% on twos and 40% on threes. That's a small class of guys mm-hmm. who can do that, especially the way he's doing it, where he's getting these crazy dunks at the rim. He's shooting from 30 feet away on his three-pointer. So he does it in a way that very few people are able to do it, and he's still so early yeah. in his development. It's like he found a video game cheat code when he hit that growth spurt. He's like, oh, I can do something <laughs> right. other than shoot? I can dunk exactly. on people? He's just having fun with a game genie now. He's like, he can shoot it from half court and do a 360 window. Yeah. Like, it's not too many guys that are able to do that in the NBA. And I think what you're, you're going to see from him is adding more of that in-between game, getting to some of those mid-range jumpers, being able to hit floaters. Because we know everybody's going to try to run him off of the three-point line. That's going to be the key anytime people see him on the court. So being able to take advantage of that and hitting some of those 10 to 15-foot shots. When you're a 6'8 guy with his type of reach, you can get to those shots. But I think it's yeah. not always comfortable because he's more of a standstill shooter. He's not a guy who's going to be like B.I. getting into the paint, bouncing off of two feet and getting those fadeaway jumpers. But he wants to add that to his game. And then the more he does that, I think the guy I think about a lot is Mikael Bridges, where his offensive game was very limited in Phoenix. And over the years, he just kept adding smaller pieces to his game. And now all of a sudden, he's a guy who's averaging 25 a game. And I'm not, not necessarily in trade necessarily is going to be a 25-point score, but I think that's kind of the prototype you want to see where the physical attribute attributes are there, but you just want to keep adding little pieces to his offensive game, and then you're going to see that fuller picture, you know, four or five years down the line. As far as Jose Alvarado, I mean, I can't imagine how much he's itching to get back on the court, that 
it's been, you know, a long time since he's been yeah, out Yeah, he just there. guards me trying to get in the building now. <laughs> he's just trying to get on anybody. Yeah, he stole know? my notebook the yeah, other day yeah. from behind. Come on, man. Yeah. But yeah, he's staying busy. <laughs> but I mean, in terms of maybe what you saw in his second season before he did get injured and was out for the rest of the year, what do you think are some of the things that you saw or or, or what are the areas you think when he does get back on the floor that he's going to be able to take another step in? Yeah, I think one thing people kind of sleep on with, with Jose is that he was third on his team and made three-pointers last year. And we talked about it already. They need that volume to go up with three-pointers, and Jose is a big part of that. And I think during the, the last 20, 30-game stretch of the season, you really missed his presence, yeah. not just as a three-point shooter, but as an alternate ball handler, you know, to take some of that pressure off of CJ and BI. And his energy. It just yeah. feels different when he's on the court, even when he's not doing the, the GTA steals or, <laughs> yeah. or um, getting other guys on the on the opposing team angry you just feel his energy as yeah. soon as he steps on the court now, unfortunately, the unfortunate thing the only people feeling his energy right now are the, the medical staff and I, <laughs> and I promise you they can't wait to get him off of their hands <laughs> yep. so they can because he, he's dying to get I mean I was talking to him back in summer league and he was like well I can't wait to get back out oh, there sure, he man. was dying to get back I mean that guy was was so antsy to get back after missing that long stretch because he felt how much he can impact the game at the end of the season. And he knew that he was going to be able to help that team if he was there. And he just couldn't because of the injury. And unfortunately, he sprains his ankle during the summer. But I think Jose still has a lot of room to grow on offense. I think he still has more potential than people kind of see in him because I think they kind of pigeonhole him as like a TJ McConnell kind of, you know, bug, uh, kind of the bug on defense who yeah. can do a little bit of stuff on offense. But I think he can do much more than that on offense as a creator, as a three-point shooter, as a guy who can play with the ball, play off the ball. I, I think he's way more talented than people give him credit for. And, and I think he's super excited about this season, what he can do. Well, a lot of the times that people are not giving him the credit he deserves is he's taking those shots and making him pay for it. And the more you can sort of open up those shots as he gains a reputation as a shooter i'd love to see how it benefits the rest of the team i mean that we were talking about earlier jim and i we were talking about the the moves that it seems like every team has made and the pelicans are just sort of slow and steady growing internally youth movement uh sort of building around what they have already what do you see as some of the more significant moves that we've seen especially in the west which is going to be insane uh and how do you think the pelicans can sort of compete in that slow and steady just building with what we have sort of mindset yeah i mean the first one that comes to mind is obviously bradley bill going to phoenix i think yeah. that's a huge one i think in my mind it's probably them and denver is my one and one a uh, the two top teams in the western conference it's the the explosiveness they have on offense and the way they kind of rebuilt that roster kind of same some of the same stuff the pels want to do they want to play smaller they want to play fast they're going to try to get up a whole bunch of three-pointers this season and i think something we're seeing with a few different teams in the west where we're kind of getting rid of that traditional point guard mold yeah. where Phoenix doesn't really have a true point guard. The Spurs kind of announced they're going to start Jeremy Sohan at point guard. I think we're going to see more teams kind of switching up the ball handling roles and not necessarily need a six-foot guy out there to right. control the offense. And I think the Pels kind of fall into that same mold where I think you're going to kind of see B.I. as the main point guard for this team. And, and obviously Zion's going to have ball handling opportunities yeah. where I think a lot of that – went to CJ last year. Obviously, it was needed while Zion was out. Right. But I think they're going to want to use CJ more as an off-ball weapon this year. Some of that off-ball screening stuff that we talked about with Jordan Hawkins, maybe a little bit more spotting up because they got to replace Trey Murphy's three-point shooting. Right. But I think that's going to be more of a trend we see around the NBA, kind of getting rid of traditional point guards and just saying, hey, Whoever our best ball handler is, just give him the ball and surround him with shooters, and we'll figure it out from there. And if you can have bigger lineups out there, if you can be more switchable as a result, then that's just a bonus. And yeah. I think we're going to see more of that throughout the NBA. 
for many seasons we complained around here about how the west was so much better than the east and you know some people want the pelicans to be in the east based on <laughs> geography but um redraw the line I, I feel like it's not the case anymore that the west is so much better than the east and i mean so it, the east might be slightly better even you could make the case but i think the depth of the west is the yeah, thing that's so yeah, yeah. so unusual i mean do you think is this the the deepest the West has been, like since you've been covering the NBA, and the hardest it's going to be. That's insane to, to make say. the playoffs. I know it really is insane to say, but I, <laughs> I think it's it's, it's it, I don't know how you can deny it. I mean, when you're looking mm-hmm. at the Spurs, who were the worst team in the league last year, they got oh Wimby. Victor Wimbenyama. You, you know, know what I mean? The Spurs just never have luck. That poor yeah, organization. They, they, finally, things suffering. broke. Right finally, get yeah. a good big guy out there. You know, <laughs> they never see good big guys. And then you got <laughs> Houston adding Dylan Brooks and Fred VanVleet. That they're going to be much better this year. Uh, you got, I mean, basically. Every single team in the West has hope of going to the playoffs this year. Like every single one, you go down to Utah. Even Portland a little bit. I think I, I like those those three guards they got down there. They got Jeremy Grant. Mm-hmm. They got DeAndre Aiden starting at the five. Robert Williams coming off the bench. That's a pretty good top seven they got there in Portland. So I think, I mean, every single night in the West, we see this every year, but every single night in the West, yes. it's going to be a dog fight, especially when we get beyond uh, the, the all-star break because I guarantee it's going to feel like four or five teams, once again, battling for those playing spots. And every single time you lose a game, you're going to drop from 9 to 12. Mm-hmm. If you win a game, you're going to drop from 10 to 7. And yep. every night is going to feel so much pressure. And I think that's where a team like the Pelicans, we say this every year with the Pels, you got to emphasize a good start. You yeah. got to build a cushion for yourself so you're not in a position where they were last year where you're fighting, clawing just to get a nine Just mentally seed. digging yourself out of the hole takes yeah, a toll. It takes a toll, with the fiscal. man. And there's no room. I mean, the, the, the early schedule for this Pelicans is brutal. So it's going to be a gauntlet, and there's no room to uh, to relax because the first game, Memphis Grizzlies. Now, they're without Ja, but that's still just a tough team that just seems to – they just seem to have a little something extra for the Pels. What do you think they can do to sort of start the, the season off right – against that tough Grizzlies team. And I'll tell you, every time they go to Memphis, it's like a house of horrors. It, right? is. Yeah. it seems like every time the game's over, like middle of the first quarter. Graf is traumatized. <laughs> he can't even go enjoy He hates going street. to Memphis, man. And <laughs> last year, the knock on wood, Memphis was the place where B.I. hurt the toe yeah, uh, right before Thanksgiving. So it seems like just something goes wrong every time they go to Memphis. Yeah. And I think a big part of it is that that Memphis team just has so much athleticism. They're able to run the court. Jaron really? Jackson is kind of the perfect guy you want to stop Zion from getting to the paint. I think last year you saw that battle what they kind of they kind of put in the blueprint of a lot of teams started using where they kind of used Dylan Brooks as kind of the fire hydrant you put in front of Zion and then you have Jaron Jackson in the back protecting the rim and, and I think that that was really effective for them going against Zion last year and I yeah. think you saw a few other teams use that kind of same kind of game plan now you got to have the right personnel to do that right and, and even I think Zion will figure that out eventually if he sees it enough uh, but I think now Without a Steven Adams there, it makes them a little bit smaller. It makes it a little bit more difficult to defend a Zion Williamson, Jonas Valanciunas yeah, front court. they need court. that physicality in the paint yes, with Steven Adams. absolutely. And, of course, we know how much Dylan Brooks. I voted Dylan Brooks as a first-team all-defense guy last year for them. So I think that's going to be a big loss. And, of course, you mentioned no John Moran at point guard. So I think this is they're going to try to make this into an ugly 95 to 98 type game. Yeah. And the Pelicans don't want to play those games this year. So I think it's going to be – our will versus your will going into that first game. And a, and a big part of it is how much Zion Williamson and JV can dominate in the paint when the Memphis goes to some of these smaller lineups. Yeah, Memphis was 28-14 and 14 when Steven Adams played last year. I mean, they had a good record overall, but it was much better when he was on the court. So that's a big loss. I think 
one of the most interesting parts of Wednesday's game, and I mean, a lot of this is very unfortunate that both teams don't have even close to their full roster. I mean, with Trey Murphy out for the Pelicans, um, and Memphis has multiple guys, but I think it's going to be a, a really good initial test of the depth of both teams. I, I think Absolutely. that's one thing that I think if if New Orleans can win this game, I mean, it, it would obviously would be a great start to the season, but Memphis is one of those teams where it's like they go 11, 12 deep. So they've been able to sustain, you know, having guys out so far. So I think that's just something that people can look forward to in in Wednesday's game. And Memphis is known for being a great defensive team, and they take away what you do well. And I think that's going to be a big test for the Pels because it's been up and down for them in the preseason, yeah. putting this new offense in. They've had some good moments, but they had some really bad moments mm-hmm. during the preseason. And that comes with learning a new offense, figuring out True. how you're going to make this thing team. work. But then when you go against a team like Memphis, that's going to be a real test because, like I mentioned, Jaron Jackson, the defending, you know, defensive player of the year. They yep. got great defenders over there. Taylor Jenkins is one of the best they young coaches get in this your league. Skin Absolutely. Off your game. Yeah, I guarantee we're gonna have one or two push some of the guys For pushing. Sure. We're gonna have a technical foul in this game at some point. Jose Alvarado, if he's not playing, they're gonna have to hold him back hey, from jumping off the a, bench. He might get a bench tag. <laughs> yeah, Najee might, too. Najee too. Yeah, hold yeah. him back. I was about to say, yeah, Najee and Jose, they may just need to tape off uh, <laughs> to yeah. keep him from running. I don't the know if uh, FanDuel has a Jose Alvarado getting a bench tech <laughs> right. uh, parlay, but you, you I would take I, it. You could take it. Uh, that's that's free money right there. That's what I call that. I'm excited about it, man. It's it's a great way. It is nerve wracking to start off against a team like that that's had our number. But man, if we, I'm going to be ready to run through a wall if we come out. Uh, strong in that one, and that's going to be one of those games. Like you said, we've been talking all offseason about how the Pelicans can be pick your poison. We got outside shooters, we got inside shooters, we got you know physicality, we got finesse. We're going to see, I guess, against this Memphis team as they try to muddy up the waters. Uh, Will, thanks again for hopping on with us, man. It's going to be an exciting season. Check him out at Will Guillory on X. One of my favorite tweets that you uh, recently posted is how weird it's going to be to root for a Matt Ryan in a New Orleans jersey. <laughs> that shook me to my core. I was like, I never thought about that. Yeah, it's going to uh, be really strange. Really it is. Strange. It is. A lot of people are going to be torn. I, I just want to convince Matt Ryan PR wonder for uh, the Pelicans to do his <laughs> Spider-Man meme pick yes. with, with Matt Ryan, the basketball player. Yes. Yeah. We, we need some of that. Huge thanks to Will Guillory. Nice to have him in the studio and not on a telephone. His charm shines right through this microphone, I can tell you. Uh, as does yours, Jim, man. It was a sunny day, too. Just happy-go-lucky fellas, two bards of the New Orleans <laughs> uh, sports scene and studio here. I just feel like a real dummy. Uh, with you guys typing all your big words. I'm excited about the season. It seems like we all are sort of on the same page. This is going to be a tough test uh, early in the season, but, man, it would be great to see the New Orleans Pelicans pass it. And after the first test, there's a second test that comes shortly thereafter, (laughs) and that is the New York Knicks will be here on Saturday, which is the home opener in the Smoothie King Center. No relaxing. Games at 6 p.m. On Mondays throughout the season, I think we're going to try to go through the schedule of that week. Yes. Uh, week one. The schedule, if you will. Week one of the NBA, they only play two games, so it's a little bit light in terms of number of opponents, but um, we, we broke down, I think, pretty intently and comprehensively the Memphis Grizzlies with Will Guillory. Um, the Knicks, the second opponent this week, I think, I mean, it's a that's a good team coming in here. I think it's a pretty interesting squad to be the visitors for the home opener coming off a very good season. They've kind of been every other season kind of team lately where um, 
Last year they were really good. Two years ago they they seems like the struggled. Nets got all the pub, and the, the 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 Knicks have just been sort of quietly getting better. Yeah, it, which is hard to uh, it's hard for any Knicks yeah. team to be quiet about anything because That's you right. have people like Stephen A. and a legion of media members who follow every second of every oh, yes. Knicks game. But yeah, I think they are. I think part of why they're they're quote unquote under the radar is they don't have like that big star. Right. They have Julius Randle. And Jalen Brunson, both of those guys are are solid players, but they're not, you know, the marquee guys. Although I do think that Brunson's star is ascending based on he played for uh, USA Basketball yep. and was one of their key guys. So, uh, pretty pretty solid team. It's always a challenge when you go up against a Tom Thibodeau defense. It's just the Eastern Conference team you don't get to see as much. I right. feel like we don't have them figured out as well as maybe some of these other teams, but you got to hope that the Pelicans can outgrit them. Uh, as we were talking about with Will, I just feel like it, it is a pick-your-poison kind of team on paper, the Pelicans. Mm-hmm. You're going to have to see them figure it out in real time, which you saw them struggle with a bit in preseason. And, and again, that's what preseason is for. Uh, hopefully we're going to see a more solid, stable version of that going into this Knicks game. And a, a random fact, the Knicks were actually the last home game last season and they're the first ah. home game this season so just a little tidbit it doesn't really mean anything but i just figured i would throw that out there throw just it out a there random to your co-worker thing. blow their mind yeah and um um last thing from from me as far as looking ahead to this week i'm going to try to do every monday talk about a player to watch and for week one for me in these games against the grizzlies and the knicks i'm gonna go with dyson daniels yep. just because i feel like we don't know what jose alvarado's status is right now but either way, you know, I think Dyson's going to have a pretty big role. He's definitely a guy that we're going to be keeping close attention on in terms of the development that he yeah. makes. He's in year two. He got some good experience as a rookie, but I think people expect that he's going to make a, a pretty big jump this year. And um, the other guard in the backcourt coming off the bench that we talked about with Will, too, is Jordan Hawkins. He's yeah. a rookie. I mean, we expect – Big things from him too, but I mean, you just don't know how a rookie's going to come in. So I yeah, think he's like, I don't want to put too much weight on on uh, the expectations of Jordan mm-hmm. Hawkins, but it's just another uh, piece of the puzzle. What he on paper adds the availability of on your shot chart uh, is nice, but you, right. you don't want to be hinging your success on Jordan Hawkins, mm-hmm. and we're not. But boy, that adds a, a very interesting wrinkle if he is what we think we could, it, he could be. It does, and I think you know, again, just like with the status of Jose, we're not sure about what what it's going to be. Um, I think Dyson Daniels, and the reason I go back to him as my player to watch is that I feel like he has a chance to be kind of the anchor for the bench, the guy that they yeah. can lean on, especially in the backcourt with some of the other guys being really young or, or guys that are uncertain like Jose. For a second-year guy to be a savvy vet on yeah. the team. But that, that, I think that's what's so exciting about this team is as as much as we're worried about like you know them gelling and playing their roles well, the, the fact that they are so young and we're a building team, it, it must be depressing to be one of these fan bases where like, yeah, we signed another old guy. Let's hope that fills the gap. Yeah. We've, we've been there. Yeah. All right. We've, we have been For there sure. in past seasons. It's not yeah. fun. Absolutely. So as frustrating as, as maybe some of these early growing pains may be because the Pelicans are bound to have some with this amount of youth and with the, uh, the amount of moving pieces and a new offense they're trying to figure out. But Man, if they can gel it together, the the sky really is the limit. It's been great to see the Pelicans getting some of this national pub, mm-hmm. seeing them uh, linked in, you know, the top five league pass, you know, teams to watch and all this stuff. I, I feel like we genuinely can live up to that hype this season. Yeah, I mean, and one of the things that you talked about was just having a bunch of young pieces that are in the pipeline that are going to keep getting better. I think it's one thing to say, 
okay, we're going to build through the draft. And a lot of people like that philosophy, but a lot, what happens with a lot of teams is you, you say we're going to build through the draft and then you, you miss on a bunch of guys. I'm saying it's like if two in two or three years, you've missed out You're kind of just, it's a right, you're back, to, you're back yeah. to square one. But I think the thing that's exciting is we've seen um, repeatedly with a lot of the picks, especially since 2021, yeah. Where, where they were able to get Trey in the first round, um, Herb in the second round, and then Jose undrafted. I mean, they've and, hit and quote unquote, on a lot of these guys. in the first round, Trey. Because generally, like, NBA fans are like, oh, if it's not a top four or five pick. Right, and right. Yeah, he was 17. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, the it's not just that they decided that the draft is important. It's the fact that they've made good decisions. And I think because of that, the foundation is is really good, especially compared to, you know, a few years ago when they were just starting this whole project. Uh, We are the Pelicans podcast. We will be talking to you once again on Wednesday. And until then, go Bells! Thanks for listening to the New Orleans Pelicans podcast. Join us three times per week on pelicans.com, the Pelicans mobile app, or you can subscribe to the podcast on iTunes. We'll see you next time right here. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited-time 2% cashback on purchases. And pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club.